coming to a wedding, and hopefully there'll be some dancing and uh, things, but there must be some drink uh, to celebrate and to, to toast the bride and groom. And, and we're going to think about a wedding today that uh, I'm sure you know this story very well. It's uh, the first uh, miraculous sign that is described in John's Gospel. And John's Gospel, unlike the other Gospels, only has seven miracles, and he calls them all signs, because each one of them have got something very important that they point us to. And, and you know what's happened uh, in this story? Jesus gets invited to a wedding, and all his disciples as well. And um, some years ago, uh, back in 1991, I think it was, I was working in Cyprus uh, for about th- three weeks, working, teaching in some of the schools there and doing some teacher training. And um, I used to go regularly to a little cafe in Limassol, and the Greek couple there were called Anthony and Eleni, and uh, I went there quite regularly to get my coffee and me whatever it was, uh, and um, got to know them. And then I'd only been there a couple of weeks, and they said, our daughter's getting married on Saturday. You must come to the wedding. I said, well, I only come to your cafe. But they invited me to their wedding. Now, unfortunately, I was flying home on Saturday, so I never did get to the wedding. But the thing I'm trying to get over is, in the Middle East, when you have a wedding, you don't just invite 60 people. You invite everybody. Everybody in the village. You're welcome. Oh, I've met you. Come, come to the wedding. And this is a great celebration. And so everybody turned up to this wedding. We don't know who got married. We don't know anything about uh, the couple uh, involved. All we know is that Jesus got invited with his disciples. And, um, and uh, as the wedding went on, everyone was having a lovely time. And weddings also last several days, as they do in other traditions. Our, our daughter's just, in, in a week or so's time, she's flying back from a holiday in France to go to a friend's wedding in London. But this is not the wedding. This is just the last part of the wedding. She went four days to Thailand for for 600 people, and then they had another wedding in London before that. They're Sikhs. And their tradition is that the wedding is this massive thing. And um, you can imagine all these people going for several days, and eventually the wine ran out. Oh, dear. We've got a picnic later. We haven't provided wine, by the way, but there's plenty of water in our taps. Um, and how embarrassing if you invite people to your feast and, and there's, no, uh, there's no, not enough drink for them or food, that's really embarrassing. And for, especially for people in the Middle East, hospitality is really important and you must be generous in your hospitality. So it ran out. And that was at the point, and we'll, we'll hear this story in a minute, um, where Jesus' mother nudges Jesus and uh, he tells the steward, well, he tells the, the steward to go and look at those big jars in the corner. Well, I haven't got quite such big jars as they had there. Big stone jars in the corner. He says, just go and fill them up with water. So I need some help. Who's going to fill this jar with water? We got some helpers? Come on then. Come on, Josh. Yeah. I must move that cloth out of the way. Right. Come on. You've got to help as well, George. There we go. Let's fill up this jar with water. Don't look in it. Go. See if we can fill it right up, shall we? In goes the water. 
think you might need to put some in as well, Josh. Top it right up. Oops, and the table. Yeah, good. Right, ooh, very good. It's okay, it's only water. That's good. I think that's probably close enough. Okay, so just go and put water into those jars. And these were the jars that were normally used to wash their hands in before their feasts. And then he said, now, take some, pour out a glass and take it to the master of the banquet and see what he thinks. So would you like to fill one up? Who's going to pour? It's quite heavy. It's the right, same colour of the carpet. That's okay. That's fine. Oops. <gasps> wow. Would you like to taste it? Go on then, let's see what it is. Wow. What is it, do you think? Oh, fantastic. Very close, actually. Do you know what? It's actually Ribena. <laughs> isn't that marvelous? And they took them. So, should we fill these up and take them to people and see if they'd like to try it as well, see what they think? Okay, so you'd like to fill up some of these glasses. That's good. And we can take them around. Brilliant. Yes, because what had actually happened is that somehow the water, the ordinary water that Jesus had poured into those, or asked to be poured into those big stone jars, when it came out and they tasted it, it was the very best wine. So it's going to take a little while to actually get that around, isn't it? So um, one of the things about this story is actually it means that God is so big that not even the wine running out is a problem for him. God is so big, there's nothing that he can't do, especially when Jesus says this is what should happen. Okay, so we're going to sing a song about that uh, while they're pouring out the wine. And um, action song for those who wish to join in. Actually, I forgot we've got in- we have got instruments down here. We'll have to get them out a bit later. But most of the young people are in the choir. That's probably enough, lads, actually. That, that, should, we, should, we, should we stop with that? Perhaps someone can get some tea. Oh, well done. Yeah, one more. That's good. That's good. You can all try it and see what you think. Very good. Okay. And, oh, there we are. You, you're all very good. You've tried that? Okay. Do you want, do you want to hand it round? <laughs> there we go. Don't spill it on people's nice white. Anyone that wants it, uh, don't, don't, don't feel forced here. Just, just have a few people... I will personally wash the cloth myself. Yes? The floor. I will wash the floor. Yeah, okay. Great. Well done. Very good. There we go. Well, there would have always been some people scowling at the wedding, at what went on, because, uh, well, they didn't know, actually, did they? But um, anyway, here we go. Um, good. What we're going to do now... It's going to listen to the story actually read as John. Uh, do, you, do you like the wine? Is it, is it good? Good vintage? No. Yes. Good. Very nice. Very good. Um, Paul's going to come and read to us now um, this, the actual story in the words that John gives us. And um, what we're going to do is um, something called dwelling in the word. Have you ever heard of that before? You may have heard of it in Latin Lectio Divina. Ooh, that's a big one. And it means, it means trying to put yourself into the story and actually listen to one thing that God says. So we're going to listen to this story very carefully, then I'm going to ask you uh, to, to let me know one thing that actually you feel God, 
says to you. One thing that stands out from the story, um, and we'll see where we go from there. Okay? Do you have to come out then, Paul? John, John chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. This, the first of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. Thank you, Paul. Okay, so as we've just been listening to that word, just prayerfully think for a few moments, and then if there's any one, one thing that God speaks to you out of there, just let me know what that is. One thing that stands out. Yeah, Mary. Do whatever he tells you. Yeah, that's a, a very powerful, short word. And, it, and who said that? Mary. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Paul. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, complete faith in Jesus. He hasn't done any miracles yet, mind you know. Yes. Debs. Filled to the brim. Yeah, absolutely. That's an important observation. Dilla? The servants, yeah. No. Yeah, the servants did whatever Jesus told them, even though he was only one of the guests. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Anything else? Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. He, he says, my time has not yet come, but his mum thought it had. Yes. So, he, John says, Jesus didn't seem to be aware that his time had come. So, that's interesting little point. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that, perhaps. Yep. Greta. Saving the best until now. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> So much in this story, isn't there? Yeah. Um, do you know? I just, I just. Has anyone got anything else different? 
He revealed his glory, that's right. And John's gospel is all about glory. And the miracles, or the seven signs, are all to point to Jesus' glory. And so this is the first one. And then the last one, of course, is the resurrection itself. Uh, and Jesus showed his, his glory. So, okay, the, the things I notice is, first of all, Jesus' mother was a bit embarrassing. Have you got an embarrassing mum? <laughs> do, do you know um, you know those old adverts for BT when Maureen Lippman is a, plays a part of a Jewish mum and and she talks about my son's got an ology and uh, um, yeah some, a, a mum's embarrassing sometimes. Uh, I didn't hear what you said. Perhaps it's, perhaps it's just as well. Right. Okay. Yeah, sometimes mums put us in positions where we... And, and clearly, Jesus does not want to be involved. And yet, his mum kind of pushes him in. And, and even then he says, it's not my time yet, she still carries on, doesn't she? Do whatever he tells you. Just ignore him. Isn't it interesting? Do whatever he tells you. So I thought that was rather good. Uh, Jesus... Uh, is obedient to his mum here, and, and, he, and he actually does. And his time does come there. His, but his, his full time has not yet come until he goes to the cross. That's, that's what he really came for. And that's what I think he meant. My time has not yet come. That's why he really came. But here he goes, the first of his miracles. And only John records this miracle. None of the other gospel writers. But John puts it as the first one. Uh, second one is... Um, what were the jars used for? Washing hands. These were the jars that were used for water, for washing hands, which was a very important in the, in the Jewish rituals. According to the law, they had to wash their hands before they ate, and, and they had to do it in a certain way. So this water, these jars were kind of like wash basins. And nowadays, we have a separate wash basin to the food preparation sink, so to use this water, these jars that were for washing hands, to turn into wine, that's, Jesus is transforming it, isn't he? And in fact, symbolic here, he's taking the law, he's saying the old law about washing hands and things, I'm going to transform that into something much better. Okay, so it's no longer about obeying the law, it's about the blessings that Jesus brings in his kingdom. Um, the third thing I noticed, and somebody said about filling to the brim, I think Deb said, um, is how generous Jesus is. The generosity of Jesus. Now, I did some calculations. I worked out that these six jars uh, would have about 180 gallons of wine in them, which works out to be 1,090 bottles. 1,090 bottles... And, and I looked on the Tesco website and I found, what is the best wine at Tesco's? It's a Chateau Neuf du Pape at £20 a bottle. Uh, and so if you work out how much this wine would have cost at today's prices, it would be £21,800. So this was an enormous quantity, uh, so generous uh, of, of the host to provide all that uh, Best quality wine. So when Jesus does things, he doesn't give like uh, Tesco value half a half a can. Um, he he provides blessings. Jesus uh, provides the best, um, and they noticed 
that it's amazing. Everybody else serves the best wine for a few bottles and then at the end they bring out the cheaper wine, which sounds sensible. But actually Jesus keeps the best until now. And then the fourth thing I noticed is what a difference inviting Jesus made. Somebody did say, invite Jesus to a wedding. Yeah. And that's, that is a difference, isn't it, between people who choose to have a Christian wedding and people who get married uh, in a registry office. There's, they're still both legal, but you're not allowed to mention Jesus in the registry office, but he's still there. Incidentally, he's still there. Uh, and he still blesses that. But when you, when you actually invite him in, what a difference he makes. And in, in our relationship, if we have Jesus at the centre of our relationship, he makes such a big difference to uh, our, our lives. He's, he's in the business of transformation. Okay. Now, on your seats, you have uh, some little blue cards. Uh, oh, the, the band haven't got some. Let's give some to the band. Um, oh, I should have asked if there's any pens. I, I, I've, um, here we are. Can, can somebody find some pencils? So, sorry, no doubt. Thank you. Know Thank you. Um, now, there's an invitation. Now, you can actually put in whatever you like here, but I would like to suggest that, uh, as part of our prayers today, that you invite Jesus. So you can write, invitation, Jesus, I invite you to... Now, what you write is entirely up to you. You might want to say, Jesus, I invite you to be Lord of my life. And I've never done that before, to take the throne of my life. You might want to say, Jesus, I invite you uh, to transform a particular situation in your family. Maybe there's something you're concerned about. You want to ask Jesus to come and transform that. Maybe there's something in the world. I mean, we're all hearing the news about, you know, um, the North Korea and um, the world war of words with Mr. What's his name? Um, um, I guess many people are, are anxious about world events like that. So um, have a think, and in, in our prayers, if you'd like to write, Jesus, I invite you to um, something you'd like to see Jesus transform. What would you like Jesus to transform? It could be you, it could be a situation, and these will, this will be part of our prayer today. So let's just do that for a few moments as we, as we think about inviting Jesus to the wedding. <coughs> As we're just in, in the quiet, um, if anyone would like to read out a prayer, if it's something that is for wider people, for other people to pray with, that's fine. If it's just something personal to you, that's absolutely fine as well. So let's just, uh, in the quietness, um, let's pray anything that you feel led to pray for other people to say amen to. I invite you to bring peace in Kenya between the different factions after the recent election. Bring peace and harmony between different tribes and different groups. Amen. Continuing to, to be in a my, uh, attitude of prayer, we're going to sing a quiet song, which is a, you might like to add to your invitation list, and that is in... September on the 20th we're going to be starting an Alpha course and maybe there are people that you know that you'd like to invite to that so 
Jesus came to bring the wine, not just for the guests at the wedding, but actually to be shared, didn't he? So his, the wine of his kingdom is not just for us. And so maybe there are people that you'd like to think about inviting to that or like to come on it yourself, um, or to, at least to pray for that, that we, Jesus will be made known, that people who haven't recognised him before will come to taste the wine of the kingdom.